Hello and welcome to In A Good Place, the well-being and personal development podcast from Hello, hosted by me, Rosie Nixon. It's great to have you here. In each episode, I'll be chatting to an inspirational personality and for this, our second season, I'm also going to talk to our guests about key moments when their life moved into a new chapter. I'm calling this a reset and it's a topic that gets me really excited. Since we launched this podcast, I've been on my own reset journey. I've refashioned my working life, going from editor-in-chief to the role of creative brand ambassador at Hello, allowing myself more time for my family and for my other passion, writing books. It has given me a new lease of life. So I thought this would be a really interesting area to dive into with my guests. So I've asked them to come to the recording with two reset moments for us to discuss as part of the chat. At the end of each conversation, there will be some takeaways and I guarantee you will feel one step closer to creating the life you want to wake up to. I am thrilled that Gold Collagen are our sponsors for this episode. I've been taking the number one liquid supplement Gold Collagen Forte Plus for about the last six months, so I can speak from personal experience that these miniature glass bottles packed with collagen, vitamins, minerals and antioxidants are a game changer for midlifers like me. My skin feels firmer and looks more radiant, my hair is stronger and glossier, plus it supports hormonal balance, which has become an increasing area of importance for me. The Gold Collagen formula uses the highest quality ingredients. It is clinically tested and free from sugars, gluten, lactose and preservatives, and I promise you, it does taste delicious. It's no wonder that Gold Collagen has been the number one selling collagen supplements brand in boots since 2012. Just one shot a day fits easily into my morning routine. I'm so pleased that I discovered this brand, so I wanted you to all know about it too. So thank you, Gold Collagen. Today's guest is a firm favourite with our Hello audience. She is a professional dancer, a world mambo champion, no less, and the longest running pro on a show that you may have heard of, Strictly Come Dancing, where she's been lighting up the ballroom since 2012. She is, of course, Karen Hauer. Karen has just completed a tour of the UK in Fire Dance, her electric dance show featuring fellow Strictly pro Gorka Marquez. And I had the pleasure of seeing them in action a few weeks ago in London. And let me tell you, this woman is on fire in every way. It's also been a whirlwind year personally for Karen, and she got married to Jordan Wynne-Jones in Hampshire last June, as featured in Hello, and they moved to the north of England along with their four beloved rescue dogs. There is loads that I want to discuss with Karen today, so let's samba straight in. Hi, Karen. <laughs> I love that. Samba action. Of course. Have to get a strictly pun in there early on. <laughs> So we'll kick off with the first question that I ask all guests. Are you in a good place? Right now, I think so. <laughs> and you know what? I definitely feel much better now than I did definitely um, last night. <laughs> ten, or 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Shall we tell everybody what you told me? <laughs> I'm still... That's the thing. I've been running around, so I'm still. But you know what? No, in, on on a serious note, I I am in a in a in a good place. Definitely, mentally specifically, I feel a little bit more grown up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's good to hear. 
And Karen does have an insanely busy schedule. We were just discussing before we press record that she's in Hull because of the Strictly tour, pro tour rehearsals. So it's just a nonstop whirlwind of hotels. How do you cope with that? Oh, you know what? Like I've, I've traveled since I was really young and uh, I literally live off out of a, a luggage, out of my bag. I pack everything. I pack the my entire house into one luggage. It's one of these things that you kind of just get used to the lifestyle. I'm, I get used to the people that are around me. Everybody that, I, that I'm working with is people that I've known for a lot of years now. It is tough not sleeping in your bed every night and just jumping from one place to the other. It is, it's hard on the soul because I love being home. You know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a whole body. And, you know, the fact that I've been doing this kind of work for such a long time, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get any easier. If anything, it gets, it gets tougher. Because, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh my God, yeah, I'm in Japan. Oh my God, I'm in Hull. I'm in... I'm in Hull. <laughs> I'm in Blackpool. I'm in London. You know? And then, you know, when you get older, you kind of just, I want to spend a little bit more time at home with, with my husband and my dogs. But but I do love my job too much as well. But I love it. It's always been with me. And it's always, I've always done it. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty intense. And the bacon's not a good at hotels sometimes, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Now, we're talking fairly early in the morning. Do you have any sort of morning rituals that play into your wellness? I do, actually. Um, I actually, I love getting up early. If I get up any time after 8 or 9 a.m., I feel like my day has gone, you know, because I, I love doing everything in the morning. I do my face masks in the morning. I take some time for myself. And I feel like that's the time where I'm at my best as well, because... It's time for me to concentrate on me and the time that I don't actually get during the day. Because usually I'm either, you know, working or, you know, they're taking care of dogs or I'm doing laundry or, you know, doing stuff that, you know, all over the place. But if I get up really early, I, I make my coffee, I do my face masks, I do whatever I need to take care of. It just eases me into the day, you know, and it, it it kind of calms me and puts everything into perspective or whatever I need to do, if I need to do any, if I need to pay any bills, if I need to do any emails, at least I take my time doing it. The most important thing is that I have my face masks and my coffee in the morning. <laughs> uh, I've seen these face masks on Instagram. <laughs> Which ones are you particularly a fan of? Actually, there's, um, there's this brand called Beauty Pro. And they are amazing. I mean, it literally, it's, it's, and the, they just kind of almost like melt onto your face. And I really, you know, I had never been such a, a fan of skincare before, but now that I've turned 41, you know, I just turned 41 last week. And, you know, for the past couple of months, I've just been so into it. And, and it literally, it's, they are amazing. They're biodegradable as well, which is really important. And, they're fantastic. Ooh, that sounds like a good tip. I'm going to look those up because um, are you good at prioritizing your own self-care or is that something you've had to work on? A hundred percent. Because I've never, like I said, I'd never done that before. I, I never did it before when I was younger. Because I, I, I didn't feel like I needed to in a way. It, it was really weird. It was one of those things that life was just happening so quickly around me. And I was just, you know, I was 
doing so many different jobs and traveling and and I wasn't really thinking about me yeah and and my body needed and what my soul needed in a way and not that I was completely unaware of it it was just not a priority mm-hmm. you know maybe I was trying to shy away from things that I didn't want to really face because I was busy with so many other exciting things in my life but now I, I feel completely different about it and I feel at and I feel better about kind of putting myself first and not it's not in a selfish way but in a way that I'm that I I have to take care of myself in order to be able to take care of everything else in my life because there's only one of us one one me yeah. I'll go you know and I don't regret not you know I don't regret not starting earlier if anything I'm, I'm quite content that I've started now to check in with myself I think it's so important that we remind ourselves of that, isn't it? And what about when you're not in a good place? What are your warning signs? I get agitated very quickly. And that's when I, I know I have to make a couple of phone calls to Camilla Dallara. Who is Is she your go-to? She's my go-to. So Camilla used to be a dancer on Strictly as well, didn't she? Yes. And And uh, she's completely changed my life. And... You know, since 2015, I started, you know, having sessions with her. And over the years, there were times where I had a lot of sessions and there were times where I, you know, nowadays, once I feel like my cup's like really full, that I'm just overwhelmed with work, with relationship, anything that I feel that's too intense that I, I make a quick phone call, you know, I... Last year was really intense for me, uh, you know, because I was obviously I was on tour, yeah, and I was preparing a, a wedding, you know, yeah. and uh, had family coming over, yeah, and um, and it was it was that time where I kind of I I started losing my hair. Oh, well, I started, started losing my hair on on the back of my my ear, and I had a little bald spot, and then I had I, my eye was twitching a little bit as well. I mean, I was stressed over like highly stressed yeah and I knew I had to slow down I knew I had to really kind of you know collect myself and I went to see actually went to see a doctor about my hair loss and to find out what was happening with me Mm -hmm. because I had never experienced anything like that before Uh, what did the doctor say I had alopecia triggered by stress wow you know she sent me some creams and but mostly she was like, you just need to breathe and relax and you need to meditate. And again, slow down, slow down. And literally it was as easy as that. I needed to just reevaluate these things that, you know, what that were coming in and out of my life and what I was allowing to stress me and yeah. uh, take some time for myself to just be home and, and be at ease you know, at not having to kind of be everywhere and do everything at, at once. But, you know, it is it is very stressful to um, to have family over and, uh, and you know, wedding and, you know, and tours and, and work and life. And, and it starts, um, it's one of those things that I never thought would happen to me because um, I always feel invincible in a way. And I always feel like I can take on the whole world. But it stopped me on my tracks this time around. Um, and I realized that I had to kind of focus on, on me and, uh, yeah, and just take it easy. 
that and that's when I know that I have to you know sometimes I take it a little bit I push the limit you know and I push myself over the over the top and then and then I um I make a quick phone call <laughs> and I go Camilla this is what's happening and I have to be true to myself that I I need to talk because it was something that has always been a, an, an issue for me just opening up but yeah so it's that the small things chatting and breathing and doing my exercises and not exercises look different but actually exercises meditation breathing techniques um just things that will um ease myself from the inside yeah well thank you for sharing that with us how did it feel when the doctor sort of said that to you was that a kind of big moment when they told you to stop and to rest yeah, I felt like I let myself down, and I, and I think, you know, I felt like how could I do this to myself? How could I be doing this to myself and not realize? Because it's not something that you noticed. I mean, I, I, I had no idea, and it was actually my, uh, my hairdresser Luca, who, I went to get my hair done a couple of days before the wedding, and he was like, "Hey, darling, did you notice that you have a you have a bald spot on the, on the back of your ear?" And I was like, "What?" And literally, it was massive. And I was wow. like, who's poor? And I was, I was always doing my hair and everything, but it happened so quickly. And when the doctor said this to me, I was just angry at myself for pushing myself so far and putting myself in that position. And some, sometimes you can't, you can't really, until something dramatic like that happens to you, that's when you kind of stop yourself at your tracks and it, it's, it literally stalls you and you go, wow, okay. Because it wasn't just the hair, it was the eye yeah. and the panic attacks. And I, I, I had two panic attacks. And one of them was when I was actually dancing on stage and I remember coming off stage and I couldn't breathe and I, and I, I couldn't inhale and I started crying and I panicked and I remember my friend Luba one of the other pros strictly just stayed with me and she, she calmed me down and I was just like, what is happening to me? What is happening? What is going on that it's all kind of just surfacing now. It's all coming out yeah. and, and it's, it's showing now. It's showing on my skin. It's showing on, it's literally crying out. I'm asking for help. Basically, you know, my body's is, is going through turn, a turmoil and you know, it's, it's just, and it was it was really hard to kind of just face it and and realize that I've pushed myself too far. It can be quite a scary realization, can't it, that stress lives in our nervous system. It's going to impact your physical health at some point. That's why people have heart attacks in their fifties and yeah. you know, it catches up with you. How did you mentally deal with that time? I think you know what, I uh, I just I took a breath because um, that is the easiest way to deal with base. You just have to breathe and, you know, think about what what it is that you're doing to yourself. I took some time off and I, you know, obviously I had I had my knee injury before as well. And that kind of added to that. There was a lot of things that were piling up for me that I didn't notice naturally that, w that were actually really affecting me. Mm. And, um, I kind of just, you know, I shut down, I had to shut down, I had to shut the shop down and 
reevaluate things. Hence why why we moved, you know, west, north. Well, um, well, let's get into that, shall we? Because those play into your reset moments. It sounds like perhaps the reset was also sort of beginning around this time. I love this concept of resetting because it's about moving into a new chapter. And sometimes it is those thunderbolt moments that can be something really bad happening and hitting a low. But then that sort of sparking a period of positive change and of growth and that we learn something from it and can hopefully sort of reset or reframe how we view that time in our minds. Um, And you've given me a couple of reset moments in advance of this chat. And one was when you injured your knee in 2021. Tell me about that. Well, I'm, again, I always think I'm invincible. This is the thing, you know, you're like, no, I will never get an injury. I haven't had an injury. You know, I was just turning 40 and I was like, there's no way, you know, I'm Karen, you know, I can do everything, you know? Yeah. When it happened, again, I just had a sore knee and what do I do? I continue dancing because that's what dancers do. That's what we all do. Well, I have a little bit of a pain. Oh, it's fine. It's just a little pain. Just put some ice on it. Elevate it. You know, yeah. anti-inflammatories. It'll be fine. And then my knee blew up. Literally. Wow. What happened? So we we did a routine um, and I was wearing the wrong footwear. But I think I was twisting my foot and it was the repetition behind it. I mean, it was probably there already. Who knows? But the fact that I was rotating, doing all these lunges and twisting my, my ankles around, that my foot stayed on the floor, but my knee kept going. And... And um, of course, I felt pain, but I was like, you know, I feel I feel pain every day. Just, yeah, uh, you know, the worst pain I could ever feel is when I get my my period. So I can handle anything. Yeah, um, you know what? And then I I continued dancing on it, and then I again eventually had to come to terms with myself. This is not this is not a regular kind of pain, Karen. Mm-hmm. So I went. Um, my physio um got got me to go see a knee specialist and uh, did an MRI and then found a tear in my medial meniscus in my meniscus and um, he would say we can operate or you can uh, get an injection I was like I'm getting an injection thank you very much uh, I will not let's not go in there mm-hmm. and again it's just it was just one of those moments like oh what is happening why is this happening Karen and I was just angry at myself angry that I again not paying attention and just going and just instead of just slowing down and and you know talking to my physio and seeing what's the best way to kind of go forward instead I just kind of just kept dancing on it but eventually again that stopped me on my tracks and I had to um I couldn't dance for about two months and then eventually it still kind of hurt I was still very much in pain but I had to reset and um, do all my rehab, which is, is I love, I love anything that has to with being physical, yeah, and taking care of yourself when it comes to like you know specific things. Mm-hmm. I guess things like that, big things like that, need to happen in order for me to focus and have a plan. Because uh, if not, if there's no structure, then I can't. It, it's so manic, and I I need structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got you know I got a lot of help from all my physios as I um. 
I rehab my knee with their help and also with me being structured in my own, you know, while traveling, doing all my my physio and my rehab work. And, and uh, you know, and it worked because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sleeping now. I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm staying on top of it. And it was unfortunate that I had to go through that. Yeah, so you had a plan with a physio, sort of rebuilt it. Yes, re- rebuilt my knee, rebuilt all the muscles and, and the imbalances around it. Because I was just overworking myself so much that I, mm. I was, there was a lot of weakness. As strong as we all may look, you know, physically, our muscles are always fatigued. There's not enough recovery time. There's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know that professionals on, on you know, any of these shows that are going on right now that we go through on a daily basis and that again we all look so light and beautiful on stage and the glamour but there's so much um intensity and um pain that Mm. that is occurring Mm -hmm. but we kind of overlook it and we continue going until we get stopped on our tracks by an injury yeah uh is there anything that you sort of learned about yourself through that process that I, I need structure. Yeah. I need to be told. I need to be told, okay, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's that discipline that once you kind of give me a task, then I, I'll go, okay, yes, yes, I, I need to be. Because that's how I've always been since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes from somebody, you know, knows more than I do when it comes to, you know, you know, my body. And... You know, when when it's that serious as well, it's gonna sound really weird, but I quite enjoy it. I quite enjoy being, you know, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm good at that. Yes, I will do it. Yeah. Um, but if not, then I just kind of, (laughs) you know, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I'm structured and disciplined, but I like being um given, given a goal. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes the most challenging moments do teach us something about ourselves don't we and that's something positive that we can try to take away from it do you generally have a positive mindset I do you know I um there's a lot of times when I don't (laughs) you know but but you know what I think I think it's so hard to carry negative energy around Mm. it's exhausting it's like wearing layers and layers of just stuff you know it, it really weighs on you and, you know, anytime that I see anybody complaining or whenever I complain about it, about anything, I'm like, I, Karen, don't, don't bring that in. Don't bring that energy in. And one of the things that Camilla always tells me is that to wrap myself in a bubble wrap and like sit myself up and to keep the energy, the bad energy, the negative energy out, which keeps me positive at all yeah. times. And I'm not going to lie, you know, there's times where, the, you know, it creeps in the negativity, but if I can fight it off early enough that it doesn't, you know, affect me, mm. uh, continue to affect me throughout the day or anything like that, then yeah, then it then it works for me, what, what she tells me. It always reminds me, you know, sit yourself up. You're in a good place. Don't let it affect you because it's just going to go downhill from there. Gosh, Camilla sounds amazing. I think we could all do with her on speed dial. How did she help you get through the stressful time last year? Did she help with the alopecia, all of those kind of symptoms that you were getting around the time of the wedding? Do you know what? I? It was one of these things that 
everything was happening so quickly. And I remember, I remember Jordan going, I think you need to book a session. And I was like, yeah, I think I do. She's given me so many tools throughout the years. And I think sometimes um, I didn't want to become codependent on, oh my God, I need to call. Oh my God, I need to. I needed to see how I could work this out on my own as well. And to use, you know, the tools that she gave me and writing things down. And I would go in like, she has just a, a, a couple of books out that I'll go back and I'll read and I'll make notes. And, and it was just really helpful to kind of see my way out as yeah. well with her help, but also on my own, you know, because then I've, at least I, I know I can get myself out of a rut if I don't have her around, you know, and to see how much I've learned and how much I've progressed yeah. on my own as well. And I felt really proud about that, that I kind of went, okay, maybe... I mean, sometimes I make really intense decisions. <laughs> like, hey, let's move. Yeah, let's go. And I don't really kind of, uh, you know, think about things too much. I don't yeah. like to dwell. If there's a decision that I know is going to be good for us or, for, you know, for my family or, or for myself, then I will make it. And I think that just helping myself through all of this as well mm-hmm. really helped. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yes. You know, like I, you know, I... I felt like over the years I was very codependent on people and, and codependent on, on, oh, I can't, I can't do this on my own. Oh, I, I feel, I feel really, uh, really scared to do things. Um, and, uh, over the years I've learned to, to get myself out of the rut. Yeah. And if I get extra help when I'm, I'm feeling a little bit like, oh my God, this is a little bit too intense for me, or if it's a new, it's a new problem or a new thing that I'm facing. Then um, the speed dial goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing that she's kind of helped you develop that toolkit. And you mentioned a bit of journaling there and also mindfulness. Is that a daily practice, mindfulness? I try. You know what? I have, I have a little book that says, Your Wonderful Thoughts. Oh, that's great. I love that. Do you write in that every day? You know, I kind of write, I, I write words. Yeah. You know, I kept a diary since I was... 15, 15, 16 years old. And I, I still have all of them. And I love writing. Anything that I, anytime anything comes in, if I don't have my book around, I'll put it on my phone and my notes. Yes, uh, me too. Yeah, I think it's it's just really important. Or I always, if I'm on a call or anything like that, I'm always like writing stuff down. Because the more visual it is for me, the it feels like I'm releasing it. Yes. You know? I can see it on paper. I'm getting rid of it from my body. You know, I'm ejecting it. And I think it's really important. And, and I never knew how helpful that would be. That is, yeah. you know, how helpful it become. And it's just as simple as just kind of, you know, writing. And I don't think about what I'm going to write. I just do it. I don't like try to put in a beautiful sentence or anything like that, be poetic in any kind of way, yeah. it goes on paper. Yeah. And to reflect how far you've come as well, I think can be quite useful. Do you ever look back and see, you know, that was a difficult time, but now I'm here. You got through it. Give yourself a bit of praise for that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that's one of the things we forget about a lot is praising ourselves and, and seeing the work that's that's been happening and the work that you've been doing and you know, you kind of just expect yourself to just, you know, 
I always think that I, I should just, I just expect myself to kind of just get out of it instead of going, Karen, you're doing pretty well. And, you know, I like reading my journals when I was younger. And, yes. But my love life. I'm <laughs> like, Karen, you are. But you loving. can still remember that girl, you know. God. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, Karen, how many people were you dating back then? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's oh, all yeah. part of the journey. <laughs> I know. Let's run that book. That's it. <laughs> but it has. I mean, a lot of what we're saying, though, is actually backed by science. You know, it has been scientifically proven that people who consciously appreciate life are less prone to depression. It's true. But, so it does have a big impact on your mental health. I mean, seriously, like, you know, there's different stages of, of my diary. <laughs> of my, well, the secret my diary life. of Karen Howard. Oh, age oh, 13 and a half. It's not a little black book. No. It's a massive black book. <laughs> I love that. It's a Bible. Yeah. Um, and But it's just interesting to read how sad I was. And how angry, yeah. And how much I needed, I needed to be loved, yes. And I wanted to be loved, and how much it hurt, yes. And the good thing now is that when I write, you know, they're not painful; they don't hurt me, yeah. It's almost like over the years, I've kind of just let go of things and let go a lot of, of of a lot of trauma, and I've seen it in my writing, and I've seen it, I've seen it in you know. And just the little notes and little things that I that I put down on paper, and but I also feel it. I feel lighter. I don't have bursts of anger as I used to. And you know, there there are cloudy days, but there are sunny, more sunnier days. You know, and I appreciate those days even more because now I know how to, you know, not let the the clouds kind of come in and stay over me and and ruin my ruin my day mm -hmm. you know because sometimes i can easily easily go throughout a day if i've had a fight if i've had an argument with jordan i can easily keep resentment i can get like oh i can i'm gonna get you next time yeah <laughs> i'll remember this <laughs> and, but for what you know why why carry that around mm -hmm. you know why do that to myself because i already i already know what it could do yes and how it could affect me and how it could show up on me. I think it's really important, isn't it, that people are aware that it's not all rosy and perfect every single day. It's There are those cloudy days and that's all part of being a human being. But having those tools in your toolkit, as you mentioned earlier, that you can turn to in those moments is really positive and valuable. And how is your health now? Are you, do you feel like things are back on track? I mean, it's still a crazy schedule. Yes, it's, it's a crazy schedule. I think um, I'm finding balance. You know, my hair's growing back. Great. Um, I keep a check on it, but it, and it's growing back white. Oh, it's wow. Not back in the color. And I, you know, I speak to, you know, I spoke to a couple of doctors and they're like, it's just, it's just as long as it's growing back. Yeah. Fine. Did you have um, to put anything on it or does it just grow back on its own? I put a cream on. They sent me a steroid. Yeah. And I put it on for two weeks. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let my body do what it needs to do. But it's me that needs to do the work, not yeah. the cream. Yeah. It's from the inside. Because this is something that is happening from the inside for me. 
and not something that, oh, I, you know, somebody pulled my hair out. No, I did it to myself. So I need to find the best ways for me naturally without having to use anything extra. Yeah. Especially arrows or things that, you know, I, I don't, I don't like doing that, you know, unless I really have to, like for my knee or specific things, but not for a long time. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's, everything's going back. You know, I don't have my eye twitches anymore. Anytime I feel anything coming up or obviously I'm constantly checking now. Yes. I bet. If I feel a little bit like, oh, that was an intense week or I just have to take myself away. So I'll have a, a day that I don't go online, that I'm just home. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll make a trip home for 14 hours just to be home. Now I, I don't. I don't go, oh, I'll just stay wherever I am. No, I will go home. If I'm in hall, I will go, you know, to my house, sleep. Or that's what I used to do during Strictly, actually. I would go home every Sunday just so I can sleep and I can be, I spend the day at home and stay and be with my dogs and be with my husband and just have my, my peace. So now I make, I make an effort to kind of just get myself away from everything and all the things that I know are going to, um, cause havoc to me yeah and have that grounding feeling of being at home which ties in with your second reset moment which was moving out of London in 2012 we've touched on it a little bit and moving home signifies a huge period of reset at whatever age and I know that you've moved countries when you were a little girl as well moving from Venezuela where you were born to New York at the age of eight and then obviously moving here to the UK so tell me about this latest house move. Hey, you know what? It came out of nowhere. And that's how I like things. I remember when I moved to the UK in 2012. Again, I had no idea this was going to completely change my life. I was traveling with a dance company, burned the floor all over the world. And um, I was just, you know, it was it was great to be moving to London, you know, from New York. And, and I was fantastic. And I, I was living in Wimbledon for for a couple of years, actually, yeah. a couple of years, and I absolutely loved it. But then, you know, last year and the year before, things were just a little bit, things were a bit intense for a couple of years. Not gonna lie, you know, it's not, it's not something that, um, you know, life is intense either way. But there was a high intensity. There was a a completely different level of uh, stress. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't managing. I wasn't myself in any kind of way. I had I had zero peace with myself. Let's just put it that way. And again, we all appear happy and we're all doing things and we're on TV. And, you know, I love my job and I love what I do, which is what takes me away from my stress. But it also adds to my stress. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm putting so much pressure on my body mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know, Jordan came to you. Jordan um, has family up north and um, he found a lovely little house and he just mentioned it to me. And I looked at the house and I looked at the grounds and I was like, let's do it. I didn't think about it. I didn't, I just went, we, we need to do this for us, for the quality of our lives. And, yeah. and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my, in my life. Wow. First of all, I was paying, you know, an arm and a leg. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, uh, all my earnings were going to the post office. Yes. Um, 
and just moving up there and just and we're literally surrounded by cows and sheep oh i have a lovely lovely little house uh that has a lot of space and and there's light and there's air and there's i can i open the doors and i walk outside and i just feel my lungs open you know, I can smell the manure, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the power of nature. You must have been craving it from somewhere deep inside. It was the quietness. It was the, the silence. I've always lived around ambulances and, and you know, the, the honking of the, of the cars and, and people chatting. That I could hear my neighbors. The complete silence. And I absolutely love it. Because I can hear myself. And how does that make you feel? Amazing. I can hear myself and what I need even more. And I've, I've left so much behind. Things that I don't need. You know, things that are not important. And that I thought were important back then. Yeah. But what's important is what I have with me and what my circle. Mm-hmm. Actually, I... I I'm more appreciative now that I come when I come back into London. I see my friends, I spend time with my friends. Yeah. You know, and my real friends, you know, and that's just noise. I don't have noise around me. Yeah. I have a good balance. It's hard because now I, I work a lot in London, but when I go home, I'm at peace. Yeah. You've got that balance. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so pleased that you found that. Where, how far north are you? Are you a Manchester area or further? Yeah, out of Manchester. Outside of Manchester, right. Yeah. Okay, so you're not so far away to get to... No. Yeah, where you need to be. Not not far from Blackpool. Oh, I'm 30 minutes away from Oh, well, that's handy, isn't it? For the, <laughs> for the next series, that's very good news. Um, are there any things that you miss badly about London or not at all? Nothing. No, that's so good. I did a similar move, actually, a reset, moved out to the countryside a couple of years ago and haven't looked back, but love going in. And it's not as if you haven't got glamour in your life, is it? So you've still got that fix. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I, um, again, I come in and I'm, I'm in work mode and that's the thing. Like I, I come in, I'm in work mode and then I leave work. So I kind of detach. It's like taking my backpack off. Take my back off, backpack off. I'm off to going home. Yeah. Where I'm up at ease and I have all my incense and my Palo Santo and my sage. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the dogs. Those <laughs> my were just four dogs. <laughs> and that's Jordan. Jordan has been incredible throughout all of this. You know, it's it's been hard on him. It's been hard on him. And it's been hard to try to find that balance as a couple in our relationship and as a new as newlyweds as well mm-hmm. you know the fact that we did move up north and i'm still i still have to come down to london and obviously travel around you know it's almost like you know he's at home with the dogs and doing what he needs to do but at the same time we're not spending as much time together so any time that i do get make sure that it's quality time for us mm-hmm. and that it's focused and and that we're having fun together and that we're you know he likes talking about the hard topics that i don't Okay. The one that goes, well, this is what we need to do. And then I, you know, I fight back a little bit and then I go, you're right. Um, so he brings that out of you. Yes. He's a good one in that, in that kind of Yeah. I've, I've seen that you've been trying to teach him to dance because that's not one of his strong points, is it? 
<laughs> How's he getting on? <laughs> Karen's just covered her whole head in her jumper now. She's hiding from me. <laughs> I, I sense that this is a bit of a controversial subject between the two of them. It's hilarious. Two left feet from what I could see on, the, on your Instagram page. He loves it so much because also I don't like, I love the fact that he doesn't take himself seriously. He's just, you know, learns with me. Yeah. And then I, I literally just press record and I surprise him with whatever it is that I'm going to teach him. He has zero idea what I'm, the, you know, what I'm planning for. Him. Yeah. I just, he's the sweetest. He, he has two left feet. <laughs> Oh, bless him. Bless him. But he has great hips. Um, Do you think so... he's got potential? Can you teach anyone to dance, Karen? Uh, you know what? Um, he's He's been the toughest one for me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow. But you've got a lifetime to work on him. Yes, challenging. <laughs> challenging. But you know what? He loves it. And he we have such a good giggle. Yeah. And I think what brings us closer together, how much fun we have mm-hmm. together the power of laughter i mean never underestimate it a hundred percent and it's like proper belly laughs yeah like i've never heard myself laugh the way that i laugh when i'm doing these videos with him and how we are so playful with each other but also we're just free yes there's no pretending there's no you know oh look at how cool we are we're literally just in our home with our Four dogs, you know, and me teaching my husband how to dance. And it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> well, that's a lovely picture, even though there's the smell of manure outside of the window. It's, <laughs> you're all in it's perfect hot. harmony. <laughs> oh, Karen, thank you so much for opening up to me in such an honest way today. I feel really um, appreciative of that. So thank you. And I'm really glad to see that you're getting into a better place and that your busy last year has taught you some very important things and that you know your warning signs. And I just hope that everything continues in that vein as we head towards another series of Strictly that our Hello audience are very excited about. (laughs) What are you looking forward to most about that? Oh, my. (laughs) All the Oh, you know what? such a great team yeah you know and I think it's seriously one of the best gigs ever mm. and we laugh we cry we see people grow yes we see ourselves grow as well mm. and that's you know the fact that I've been on Strictly now it's gonna be my 12th series and I literally would not change a thing you know I've seen so much happen to myself and the growth and I've you know, that's happened to me while being on the show. I've discovered a lot about myself and about people. Yeah. And about just human beings and how we work and what makes us tick. And I think that's what's exciting every year that I get to meet someone new and and, and, and learn about them mm. and also learn about myself even more. That's so true and that's so clear to see. And I think that's why the show has been so enduring and is so well loved because it always is a journey and you never know what's going to happen and what that uh, journey is going to be like for each individual. So I'm excited about it and uh, I hope you manage to keep that balance because it's lovely to see you looking so radiant and happy today. 
to look after yourself. And thank you for opening up to me today in such an honest way. Thank you so much, Rosie. This was incredible. I feel so grateful to Karen for opening up to me in such an honest way. I really just didn't know that the conversation was going to go in that direction and that she would reveal her alopecia to me. So I've got three really strong takeaways from that conversation around her reset moments. And I think number one would be around the alopecia that she suffered last year. And that is listen to your body. Notice the signs. Nobody knows your body like you do. And get the help that you need. Um, It must have been so terrifying for Karen when she first noticed that bald patch or when her hairdresser alerted her to it. But the fact that she was able to get the help that she need and to work on it from the inside too, I thought was incredible. So listen to your body, number one. Number two, keeping a diary. Karen actually had a notebook by her side in the room that she was speaking to me from and she held it up and it said your wonderful thoughts on it. And I could see that it was packed with little bits of writing that she'd done over the years in there. And she's kept a diary since she was 15 or 16. So again, the power of journaling does come up quite often during this podcast series. And I really loved that, your wonderful thoughts notebook. And number three, find your happy place. It was written all over Karen's face that moving to the countryside has transformed her life. So the peace of being with nature, the simple things is what we always come back to. It is those simple things that keep us in a good place. So finding your happy place and going back to nature, I thought was just another really great takeaway from that chat. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and I'd be so grateful if you could leave us a rating or a review. Don't forget to sign up to the In A Good Place newsletter for more discussion around personal development tips, the concept of resetting for success and to share your thoughts with me. Simply visit hellomagazine.com and click on the newsletter icon at the top to register. Thanks again to Gold Collagen for sponsoring this episode. Visit www.gold-collagen.com to find out more and order your first monthly pack at a discounted price. I hope you feel the benefits as much as I do. I'll see you next time.